This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Mike show. You might be mocking me or you might be staunchly agreeing with me. I can't tell. I'm mocking you. And the Bulldog. What is Fozzie Bear's role in this production? On WGR Sports Radio 550. Okay, it's like we're just starting here. Uh, Brandon Bean for the 3 o'clock hour. His comments on the loss, the season, the future. You can tell us your comments, your thoughts on what he said. Anything like that, of course. I don't need to explain it. For some reason, after 25 years of this, (laughs) I had the impulse to explain how the process works. Not necessary. 803-0550. Dial those numbers in a row. Dial, like spin them around on your phone. Well, first of all, on your phone, you have to press the phone icon. Like to do- Yes. My phone won't let me call anybody unless I put the area code in now. Yeah, that's a, that, I think that's a, that's pretty common now. You know, you, you look at the number, you remember it, then you go to dial it, yeah. but you have to type the area code in first, and then maybe yeah. you forget it. That's how it works now. It's too complicated. Yeah. It's too challenging. Well, I thought maybe we were headed down a... Ken Dorsey path here, like, there were a couple things that mm-hmm. Bean said that made me thinking, had me thinking that Dorsey might be leaving. But then he got a question about Dorsey, to which he said, he talked about growing pains and such, and then he said, as he enters year two. Yeah. I was ready for, like, somebody to go, wait a minute, <laughs> are, mm-hmm. are you saying he'll be back? Like. Can you confirm that? Not a lot of specifics, just kind of a lot of, yeah. you know, other stuff. Yeah, I, 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 I heard it the same. I heard it the same way because it's, um, you know, um, you know, Naheem Hines, um, you know, comes up, and you know, Bean. It, so- it sounds to me like Bean was like a lot of us watching the season. I'd say more you than me, though I certainly noticed that the Bills weren't like firing in all cylinders on offense. I just wasn't as worried about it as maybe some others were. Turns out others were right uh, to be worried about it with the way it ended here. Um, But, you know, he, despite that like mention of Dorsey going into year two, man, I still feel like they're going to have to have some long, hard conversations about the offense because the GM of this team, um, with that quarterback is telling you for half the year they weren't really right on offense, then you got to figure that out. And, you know, maybe figuring that out is, you know, taking a long, hard look at the guy calling the plays, the guy orchestrating it, and whether or not that's the right, you know, the right touch uh, for this job. It certainly can also pertain to personnel. 
um, which, you know, we know there will, there will be changes, and, you know, I can't sit here and pretend to know what they're going to prioritize. But, um, you know, the, it, there's no question his eyes, and I assume that means the organization's eyes, are wide open to the fact that they were not, despite their statistical similarities to previous seasons with Josh Allen as their quarterback, that they were not what they need to be on offense as this season not just ended, but, you know, again, like I think he referenced the bye um, as, as being like a place where, you know, he, he felt like it changed. That was week so, seven. Yeah, I mean, that's very, that's very significant uh, to me, a, a significant admission, maybe the thing, well, it's the first thing I'm talking about, so I guess I, I would say it's the, the thing that stood out the most to me uh, from, from Bean, Bean's hour-long talk there. Right, yeah, your point holds. Pre-buy, they had six games. Post-buy, they had 12. Like, a third of their games, the offense, I don't want to overstate what he actually said, but was playing well until the bye. You know, I've been using the phrase, lost its fastball. I think, you know, I, I had thought at times that that was happening with the Bills or might be happening with the Bills, and then the Patriots win at the end, and then the first playoff game against Miami Took my mind off of that. Felt maybe you had Davis spike again, and Beasley was mattering in the offense, and Knox was scoring. Like it looked more like last year, those two games. But then Sunday, not even a little bit. Um, so there's that. In, in terms of like the roster, we already knew. I think what we got from Bean today. I would have been surprised if he spoke in any other way mm-hmm. about their free agents. He said there will be no Von Miller-like signing this year. Like, that's not possible. And I think we knew that. You know, he gave some of the numbers. He said he doesn't know exactly what the cap limit will be, yeah. but whatever, like, there's a number, 240 or whatever the number was, he said that, like, where we're at is already too high for what it could be. Right, it won't be, it won't go as high as we are already. Yeah, he did say that. I, I like that he got pushed on the no Von Miller signing. Uh, because I, I think uh, like a follow-up to that was you said that last year. It wasn't specific to Von Miller, but like that we wouldn't be making. You, know, you hear a lot of GMs say that uh, at this time of the year, and then you know March comes and you know things can change. Um, but I I'd like that he got at least like, hey, you said this last year, so should we be? And you know he kind of doubled down on it. Like, well, no, we still have to pay Von Miller, you know, this year. So um, you know we don't we you know it's. It's something that I, I want to take him at his word this year that there won't be that um, that level of signing anyway. Like, you know, at some other position, like receiver, for example, or something. Right. Uh, all right, 803-0550 for your calls. We'll talk to Sal. It might be five now. We're working on that. But we'll have Sal's thoughts on here um, as we go. Justin is with us now. Hi, Justin. Hi. Um, so there's a lot of different things you could talk about in that game. You can almost pick any aspect of football, and that could be your discussion point. But I want to, I want to talk about the coaching. And um, I'm, I'm starting to think that McDermott is a good coach. It would be crazy for us to fire him. But I do think in these high-pressure games where coaches are more focused on preparing for one opponent or one big moment, end-of-the-season end of games, he's not coming up with it. If you, if you go back four years, the, the Houston comeback where we blew a big lead, and then last year, 13 seconds is almost inexcusable, but we excused it because, you know, we have a good coach. We like him. Things are going well. And then Sunday was a meltdown. It was a meltdown in every single way. And I look at the coaches who are remaining in the playoffs, and I, and I think if we had 
five identical teams, like if we cloned what, any team, I think, and, and we we're all gambling, we are, we're putting our money on Andy Reid or, or, you know, on San Fran or on any other coach who's remaining and not Sean McDermott. And I think I'm kind of ready to move on from him, even though that sounds crazy at this point. But I think we're all going to get there in the next two years. A couple other things about him. Kansas City, when their quarterback gets hurt, they bring in a, a running back, Justin McKinnon, and he lights up three blitzing linebackers, like completely demolishes them, and he's there as an extra support. I, I can't imagine that our, our linemen are that much worse athletes or less motivated. Or, Mike, I, I can't imagine that there's momentum swinging for Cincinnati. I just think that they knew who to block, when to block, and how to block them. You're talking, about, you're talking about what here? Jarek McKinnon against the, what, the Jaguars? I'm talking about one play. City started protecting um, Patrick Mahomes okay. by bringing a running back in or putting another tight end in. Okay. They just had like a plan to pivot and say, "All right, we got to we got to protect our quarterback." So, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Look, um, you're, you're saying it all the while here about McDermott. He's not going anywhere, and you're saying that too. But you're like, well, eventually he will. Inciting Reed, and everybody knows how good Reed is, but he was this, right? Like, know your history. Yeah. And Andy Reed was can't win the big one. I mean, how many? They lost what in Philadelphia? Four, Four conference championship games in a row, maybe. Like I don't know if it was in a row. I think it. I think it might have been. Yeah. Like so, I just it doesn't have to be right, and the odds probably are against it. But I have seen too many examples in sports over the years of teams and people who were dismissed because, in what proved to be too little time, they were explained away as incapable of winning a title. And Andy Reid is absolutely one of them. Like, he left Philadelphia, couldn't win the big one. They did get to a Super Bowl and lost that. Couldn't win the big one, you know? Like, and he, yesterday a guy's talking about Marty Schottenheimer on our show, and somebody's tweeting about Dan Reeves. Like, everybody knows these names. Marv Levy, right? Like, there's some flaw there, and I just do not think there is. I think with the Bills and McDermott, it is right to point out, like, I'm there too in terms of, like, decisions to kick and really that's it. You know, there was a timeout. I want to say about that timeout in the second half because I was critical of it Sunday and then again yesterday. It looks like they had 12 men on the field. And I think you have to call that timeout if there are 12 men on the field. The, the mistake is having 12 men on the field. Right. But on third and 10, if it's a free play. It's like somebody jumps off sides. And there's just you're, they're going to get third and five anyway, no matter what happens on the play. Two shots at it, so I think I have to call the timeout there. Um, so, but yeah. so so there are these things, but he's not going. You didn't hear any. You might not have heard McDermott's McDermott's name from a from a question like today. And so we know that we're there. That's what we've got. That's who we've got. He's done really well, and I, I know it's annoying, but it's another off season of kind of hoping that when the time comes next year, we won't have these issues. Right. I mean, I also don't think he's going anywhere, and I and I also don't – I don't know if you're exactly saying this. I also don't think he should be going anywhere because um, those aren't always the same thing. You know, like, you know, we, we could feel like he's entrenched like he is and want to change, but I'm I'm not there yet. Uh, but, but I do think there is – there is room within that. Like, I think I need him to be pushed to make some changes, whether that is 
to the offensive side of the defensive side of the ball. Um, Leslie Frazier, um, just a, another another voice, another another idea on how to play. Like we've seen sort of too much. I don't want to overdo it, but what hurt them in 13 seconds? Being passive. What, what hurt them largely Sunday was passive. And, and look, the opposite of passive isn't sending seven rushers. Um, you know, you can be more aggressive by being closer to the line of scrimmage, playing more physically with receivers, and especially when a team is killing you, just getting the ball out fast, which of course means that those passes are happening close to the line of scrimmage and you're playing off, you're sort of gifting them that. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for, and I would want Bean and whoever else is involved, if it's ownership, like sitting down to have these conversations whenever they are going to happen with McDermott about like, you know, we, we need to evolve here. We need maybe a new voice uh, involved with making these decisions on how we're playing in these situations. And, you know, I, I have no reason to think McDermott would be closed-minded to that. Um, so I, I, I need him to be better. I need him to make some changes. Um, and, you know, if they don't or if he doesn't want to, I don't think he is either going to be fired, but – It'll get me a lot closer to wanting to have the conversation next year if they don't make some changes. I think staff changes are in order here. They fell way short of their goal, as stated by the organization. The GM just told you that they spent three months of the season not being right on offense. So, I you know, I can appreciate Dorsey needing to evolve. I can also appreciate the uncertainty that would come with someone new in that job that maybe isn't even in-house so you don't have the continuity and the the you know the the lingo and all the stuff like that that could that could blow up if they do that but they have to do something i think to this staff because staying stagnant after the way this ended and after your gm just told you they they were not what they expected to be for more than half of the season that cries out for change to me but what are the odds <laughs> that it happens after today? Did the odds go down today? I don't. I don't feel like the odds went down. Okay, today. like staff changes? No, I don't think they did. So you don't take the comment on Dorsey quote as he enters year two as a, it being a given that he's back. No, nope. I mean, okay. I, w- I wouldn't. I. 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 No, I wouldn't. Is I, it McDermott's I, call anyway? It probably should be. I mean, Bean's in the room, though. Yeah. For that. Yeah. And I'm sure there are hundreds, if not thousands, of examples over the years in in the NFL where coach and GM disagreed on what to do there. Who knows? I'm, I, I, I don't know what's in their heads, but yeah. I thought different than you, I guess, as he enters year two, it didn't sound like. So what I, what I was bracing for is, I did one year of play-by-play in Rochester baseball, and I was not in the booth for the last game, and but I was listening to it. I was at my other job. I was listening to it, and the guy I worked with was like, and I want to thank Mike Shobe, who went through the ups and downs of this season, you know, sort of like the way you talk about a guy that I wasn't invited back. And I think <laughs> I think my partner knew that, like that I that I wasn't wanted back. And so he didn't 
you know, say what a great job I did or anything. And he's not going to say that I was terrible because, like, these guys don't do that. Bean is never going to do that either, right? So I'm sort of look, looking, listening for the words, the same sort of wording. And it started that way. Oh, growing pains and everybody has to learn, right, like the way he was talking. But then I thought he smoothed it into, you know, not this is not a quote, but next year will be better. <laughs> yeah. And so um, you could I don't you know. could be right. I I I just to me what I hear at a press conference today before they've really done the work, which I'm assuming they haven't done yet. Uh, I, I don't want to take I, I I would just take that at face value as like you're talking about a guy that as of now works for you, um, and nothing more than that. Myself. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's okay. how I view that. And he did interview with Carolina, for what it's worth. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I guess yeah. there's some as a scenario where he's taken from the bills. Here's Mike next. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, gentlemen, I just got a different take. I mean, I... A lot, not I don't want to sound like Captain Obvious, but I mean, as a fan, I'm grateful because we were like in football hell for 15 years. We had nothing. I mean, you guys were talking about where we're going to wind up and who we're going to pick in the draft by game six or seven. This is awesome just as a fan and an entertainer. And I don't have the insight like you gentlemen do. And by the way, thank you for a lot of your analytics because I'm up 750 on my betting. But oh, wow. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to do something to improve the team. History shows that. But the last four years have been phenomenal, just as a fan from an entertainment piece. Yeah. And that's what I get out of football, because it's just, it's entertaining, and it's so good to have back. And I'm very appreciative of that and what they decide to do. I mean, I'm obviously disappointed they lost in the fashion they lost, but mm-hmm. I like guys like you decide what should be done, as well as the people who are actually responsible for that very detailed analysis and decision-making process. But as a fan, 
I couldn't be happier because since the days of Jim Kelly, which I grew up with, other than the blip with Flutie, it has just been an abyss. And this is great. So I'm loving it. I don't love the loss, but I love the football. And I I thank you because your show is even more perkier. And I really appreciate you guys and the guys in the morning, too. Thank you, Mike. It's fun to listen to. So that's all I want to say. You guys have a good day. Thank you. All right. Really, I really appreciate that. I, I, yeah, I mean, you know. I appreciate you making that point. It is obvious, and like I'm, I'm, I'm I was having a conversation with a friend today, just about you know, yeah, of course, this this is this is uh, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting and maybe for them challenging off season to put all these pieces back together and figure out like how they're going to proceed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's night and day from six or seven years ago where we are it, like, it it's is not lost on me but you 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 do still i think you know you have to do the work i mean to 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 get all the way there they're not all the way there yet like this is fun and it's awesome and i hope it continues to be fun and awesome um but they're trying to win a championship and so i think they have to make changes to try to get there that's right. You can't stay here forever on the basis that of, of it was better than when Chan. It's better than when Chan Gailey was their coach. Right. The Bills are the Leafs now. They're really good. There are other good teams too, and we're going to sit here until next January and find out then if the Bills can beat them next year. Yeah. I watched Islanders Leafs last night, and one of the announcers, the Islanders announcers, like all that matters is the playoffs. As I'm thinking to myself, why is anybody at this game then? But, all right, all that matters is the playoffs. That's correct. They are really good. They have really good seasons. And they haven't won in the playoffs yet. And that's the Bills, too. In this era, that's the Bills, too. So, what everybody's expectations will be high. Or maybe very high again. What will they do? What can they do? to improve their chances on that day, next January, whoever they're playing. Like, they're not going to know that. Um, that's not an easy thing, and they yeah. can't take the regular season for granted. You can't do that either. No. All right. At least they got out of the first round three years in a row. At least they got out of the first round. They're not literally the Leafs. They're also not in Canada, but yes, <laughs> that's right. 803-0550 for your call. Sal at 5. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. I will definitely look at the makeup you know, in this case, you were talking about offense of offense. And what did we do well? We ha- I mean, statistically, we did a lot of good things this year. But, yes, you know, the other day, 10 points is not going to win many playoff games, most likely. You know, we know we got to score more than that. Bill's GM Brandon Bean. Bulldog mentioned quickly as we were talking about Bean, what he said, and what it might have meant for Ken Dorsey. Early in the press conference, he talked about Naheem Hines and said that he was brought in to help the offense in addition to special teams. Like He made that point. That was the first thing he said mm-hmm. for me that sort of triggered a thought. Like He wasn't used on the offense hardly at all. Like He, he, he earned no role. Yesterday, that mattered really. Yesterday, I was on my thing about just the Bills drafting these running backs and their fixation on getting a pass-catching running back this year, which they did in James Cook, but the season went down, and really that was not a not much a part of their offense, you know? Hit Cook at all, out of the backfield, really, like that didn't manifest often enough or you to a mm-hmm. good enough extent. And it made me think, um, you know, this comment made me wonder about, about Dorsey. Uh, a caller mentioned, well, 
you know, San Francisco, Debo Samuel, uh, Kansas City, Jarek McKinnon, Dorsey needed to get Cook into space. And the caller's right. It doesn't have to be a guy with wide receiver on his pro football reference page. Like, right. that, that could be James Cook. But in the end, they scored 10 points, and that was not a part of their game plan, it seemed. Yeah, so, uh, yeah on a day where, like, they couldn't really manufacture much of anything downfield – um, and we're having real trouble up front. Um, some sort of, you know, some some part of the offense that 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 is like that looks that looks familiar enough because they utilize it. You know, um, th- that that needs to be developed. I think like that. I I, I get um, why they wanted the players for for that role because you you want to have. You know, the more the more dangerous players you have, the better. And when certain things aren't working, you've got alternatives. And they never really developed that part of their game. And I feel like really since Allen has been their quarterback, and, and, and like I don't know if this is just he's not comfortable with it or they just don't run it well, I feel like more screen passes have ended with Allen throwing the ball at his lineman's feet than they have in the, the hands of the running back. Mm-hmm. Like that, that their screen game just looks like frustration, which so I understand why they don't do it a lot, but you maybe got to get better at that. <laughs> Let's figure out a way to make that work because that can be with Allen and his running and with the downfield passing capability that they've got to have that piece as 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 something to go to. Like again, I get why they wanted to obtain it while they while they desired it but they have failed at making it work in any substantive way at all let's go to mark here hi mark hey how are you good thank you mark so i heard you uh one of you guys say yesterday you know it's not time to fire mcdermott and and i agree at this point but i wonder does he have a ceiling with this team and i think about andy reed you know here in, in where i live in philadelphia and, you know, he didn't get there with the Eagles. He got them to five conference championships, one Super Bowl, uh, couldn't win, ended up getting fired, and now he's in has a Super Bowl and is in his fifth uh, conference championship. I look at a guy like Coughlin, hit a ceiling with the Jaguars, went to the Giants, won a Super Bowl. You know, do we give McDermott a couple more years and then – just say, you know what, you're not at a point in your career where you can get it done, and we need someone else while we're still in Josh's prime because coaches have a much longer career than a quarterback. So like your thoughts on that. I don't know. Uh, what. Go ahead. If if you're asking us or me whether I think Sean McDermott will be, like, you know, the, the, the coach of this team until he's 65 years old, I mean, I think almost of course not. Um, there's a ceiling. I, I, I'm not at it yet, but – you know, another couple of years of this, I think this is a very pivotal offseason, as I've already said, um, you know, in the previous segment. I, I, I think that evolution is necessary here. New thought, new people, um, whether that's on defense or offense or both, I, I think some, some change is called for when you fall short multiple times so i'm not i'm you know i'm not ready to have him walk any kind of a plank at this point um but i'm i I think i think we should all be paying a lot of attention to what happens here if anything because if nothing happens um i don't think i'll feel the same way next january 
isn't it obvious what the answer is? Like, interesting examples, useful examples. Andy Reid, Tom Coughlin hit their ceiling. So what does that mean? So Andy Reid went, he was the coach of the Eagles for 13 years. They went to the playoffs nine times. They went to the conference championship five times. He left. And the Chiefs are in the playoffs every year, and they have won the Super Bowl, and they were in the, they're hosting the AFC Championship for the fifth year in a row. What's the conclusion? He's good. He's really good, and there's no such thing as a ceiling. Like, the guy didn't lose it. If he had gone to another team and been terrible, well, then maybe he lost it. But that didn't happen. What happened with Coughlin? Same thing. <laughs> he went to the Giants, and they won twice. It's just sort of obvious that the, what, the, what the conclusion should be. These teams make these changes because we all get restless. Owners, yeah. too. And yeah. so they make changes, and the coaches might want changes, too. Maybe Reed, maybe Coughlin. Like, it's, I need to be somewhere else. Just the pressure is different. I need change of scenery, right? That's what hap- That's what it is. Not some sort of, like, important conclusion that, oh, well, this coach can't do it. It's not that they can't do it. It's that they didn't do it. It can be that they can't do it. But it's not likely with a guy that... I mean, McDermott is 47 and 18 the last four seasons. It's probably not that. And even with these mistakes that we're just going to, you know, call back every day here for a while, they still easily could have won the game last year. You know, maybe even Sunday you could make that argument. It's tougher. So um, I don't know. Like, trying to predict that or anything to me is a waste of time. Like, the good is good. And. There's no point in my head here about, well, okay, he's only got two more years to win or else then then we're going to say he can't do it. And, you know, that's probably the wrong conclusion. For a guy that's won like this, that's probably the wrong conclusion. Seems that way to me. Let's go to Adam next. Hi, Adam. Hey, Mike, I love that point that you're making, and that's one of the reasons that I called. Um, When you look at the probability or the odds of of winning a Super Bowl, basically you have to win – Four games in a row. If you're lucky, you got to win three in a row. The math on winning four in a row, if you assume that the teams are evenly matched and you have a 50% chance of winning each game, is 6.25%. It's really, really minuscule. And when you get into the playoffs, you're facing coordinators and head coaches who are also obviously excellent at their jobs. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this team and this coaching staff were without flaws this year because certainly they were flawed in some, some areas. Every team is. But when you're going up against other teams and other coaches that are this good, it's not just about being good. You also have to be lucky enough to have prepared the better game plan, to be in the better shape, to be in better health that week going in in order to come out with the win that week. And, you know, the media and fans and probably even owners to a certain extent look at individual playoff games and they put way too much weight on what happens in those games because of the stakes, right? But you're absolutely right about the fact that you can't, you can't look at that too seriously and give it too much weight because what is the picture as a whole? You know, if this team in their underlying metrics, everything that's important, you know, uh, offensive, defensive things like DVA, or DVOA, EPA per play, this team was top five in both of those this year and on special teams, I might add. This team was good enough to win the Super Bowl. They didn't get it done on Sunday because they got bested, I think, out of the schematics. Maybe they're a little bit injured. Maybe they're a little bit tired. But you can make a serious mistake, you know, getting rid of a coach, um, a coordinator, a general manager, because they didn't get it done in the playoffs. 
if they're that good and they're like top five every year in everything that matters. Right, right. Thanks, Adam. That's how I see it, too. Yeah, generally I do, too. Uh, but you have to find a way to it, – it isn't just luck, I don't think, that you got out game planned or you got out schemed or you didn't know to, I don't know, maybe get up on the line of scrimmage to cover receivers on third and four. Um, so, like, th- those are things that have been repeated here now in different ways multiple times, and that's why I think some adjusting is necessary, some some change. But not, not, not you know, I, I don't need a wrecking ball here. I don't know. But is, is changing coordinators on a team that won 13, well, 14 games, you count the playoff game, um, changing coordinators, is, is that going wrecking ball? I mean, I, I, in my opinion, it's not. It's it's modifying. It's it's trying to improve to get to where you can out scheme Kansas City or Cincinnati and put your athletes in the best position and you know give yourself you know the 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 best chance you can. And I, I don't think Sunday they did that at all. I don't. Boy, this is going to sound so corporate. Like I don't think it's wrecking ball. I don't think they have to not do it either. But. I'm sort of with Bean here on this. Like when he talked about their games against Kansas City, they've beaten Kansas City twice on the road, and that's not including the game in the playoffs that we all remember. How did they lose it? So scheming against Kansas City, they've done pretty well. And then Cincinnati's like, this was our first time playing them. They're good. They were in the Super Bowl last year. I mean, you hate to sound like – I think Bean is probably – I hate to sound like anything like – it's okay <laughs> what mm-hmm. what happened. And he said he's smart. Like he said over and over, it's not okay. But I, I they're second in the league in points scored and points allowed, by the way, if you want to make this about Frazier. But they're second in the league they were second in the league in points scored, despite like my opinion is, and I think it's the consensus, is that in terms of weapons, they don't have much. They have Josh Allen up here, great. They have Diggs, great. Then it's like a group of guys, just okay. And they were second in the league in points anyway, in a good division. I don't think they have to make that move. I understand why people want it. Um, I've read both on Dorsey from people who really study film that like guys are open, and then other somebody else will say it's probably game to game, and that's it's so variant like who your opponent is and what the weather is and who's injured and who's not like Adam all laid out uh so it's close i think it's close but is it wrecking ball no is it a little bit stunning if you're this team and you make these moves i think it, i think objectively it would be seen that way i th- i think you know maybe there's a personality conflict or maybe other things come into play dable leaving for a head coaching job last year um but it's a little bit something if a coordinator on this team is out after the year they had, I think. Mike Shope and the Bulldogs. Sal Capaccio in 20 minutes. This is WGR. You know, Steph's a competitor. I'd rather have guys like that. I've been around it. You know, Steve Smith was a lot like that. I'd rather have guys I got to cool off and just, you know, he wants to win. I can live with that versus I've been around people that I question, are they just here for the Monday paycheck? Brandon Bean today, 3-4, to four, he spoke out at the stadium. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here reacting. Sal Capaccio will join us just after 5. The Sabres play again tonight. So many games. Yep. 
Sabres at Blues. First ever meeting? Yes. <laughs> right, right. Sabres and Blues. There wasn't even a playoff series a long time ago. Yeah. They already but. played here this year. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> Last night was nice. Last night was a very nice win. I mean, they got they, they got a performance out of their 41-year-old goalie in a 700th NHL game uh for sure to 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 be remembered. Um need, needed every bit of it. Uh but that's a great job to beat that team. I mean, that's that's a top team. Uh, if you're not paying attention to the league, I mean, Dallas is first in the West. Um, so, yeah, really, really nice job by them. And really glad to see Power finally get a goal. Like, he, he has been so good almost all year. I mean, I'm sure there, there have been games here or there. But, man, he is just nice and just hasn't been really, you know, filling the score sheet. I don't know that he'll ever be a guy that's going to, you know, produce points like Darlene is pr- producing points now, uh, even, you know, even when he reaches full, full, you know, full development. Uh, but I was glad to see him get the reward because he's in the zone all the time. He moves so well. He's very strong with the puck. Um, so I was glad to see him get that goal. And the reaction of, of his reaction and his teammates' reaction to him getting his first of the year. He scored a couple last year, I think, in the bit that he played. But uh, So it wasn't his first NHL goal, but all the same. Big, big. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sabres and Blues at 8 tonight. Last night was 8.30. This one's 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock for pregame, and it's an enhanced pregame with Paul, Brian, and Pat with like a roundtable thing that hour talking about the team and the season. Dave is with us now. Hi, Dave. Oh, good afternoon. Um, Mr. Hi. Silk, and good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks. Hey, just going to make a couple of comments, if, if that's okay. Please so, go ahead. I'm, okay, I don't want to really... I don't really think we got to go like, I mean, everybody, well, myself included, it's like, you know, uh, the knee-jerk reaction is to blow the entire thing off and start over. So what are we going to do? 
go back to seven and nine football and win seven games and lose nine. For, of for, uh, right. So so we're, we're tracking in the right direction. We didn't get there this year. We won 13 regular season games. We had a lot of adversity in, in between between the weather in Miami and, and the weather getting out of here. Uh, 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 I, I think the, probably the best thing to do is probably just kind of just, just, just kind of like uh, chill it and just like see what's going on. I really don't think that we really need to to, to get into the uh, draft. I, obviously, people are, are looking at players they want on their team and on their roster and who who can play with us. Um, you know, I mean, I just can't believe that um, we only scored ten points. Yeah, Dave. Thanks. Really, unfortunately, poor sound quality here. But I think you made you got your point in. They're not going to blow up the team. People might be saying that. I'm not even really hearing anybody say that myself. But there's definitely not. They're definitely not going to do that. So that's off the table. It will be hard, though. I think for the Bills, for Brandon Bean to construct a roster that people will be as excited about next year. Is that yeah a I little spicy, I, I, or is that obvious, or what is that? I don't know that it's obvious. I think it's right, um, and I and I also think it's right to say because the caller sounded a little. I was waiting for him to use the phrasing "run it back," right? You made the Leafs comparison, and I and I said this late last week. Like when you lose a game or a series like Toronto has in the first round many years in a row, like you want the temptation is to just this isn't working, wreck it, and like when you're not attached to it emotionally, like none of us are. Well. <laughs> you sort of are or, ha- or were uh, to Toronto. Um, it's easy for me to go. Oh, just run it back. Keep the coach. Keep the GM. It's all. It's it's working. You, you just you know you need some better fortune in the playoffs. When you're emotionally invested in it or financially invested in it, it gets harder. It's more challenging to run it back. All that said, even if Brandon Bean wanted to run it back i mean the coaches the, the, this does not pertain to that if they want to run the coaches back or change the coaches or pay coaches 10 times what they're getting paid they can do that there's no cap on that but if he wanted to just keep this team together i don't even think he can do it financially <laughs> like so running it back isn't even an option it, you know it, it in its purest form right i mean you're gonna have to there's gonna have to be changes offensively they could do it yeah, I don't. I don't, right. I don't know that they'll want to. I think they'll want to add to it. They do have a. They will have a draft pick. You know, draft picks. Yep. Um, but yeah, like defensively, changes are, are necessary, and I just they're inevitable. Poyer. That's, yeah, that's a better Edmonds. way to put it than necessary. Necessary could be because it wasn't good enough. Right. Inevitable is you can't keep all these players. And I know we sounded like that two off seasons ago, and then they found the way to sign Milano and Feliciano and uh, who was the, the right tackle, his name I'm forgetting. Um, anyway, they, they – Williams? They, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I think that's right. Um, anyway, I, they, they've, got, they've got some challenges ahead for sure. Sal next. Thanks, Dave, for the call. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.